This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So... The only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Holland, on the edge of the box is Madden. Madden trying to manufacture the shot. Gets it away. Yeah! yeah! Oh my word! What a goal from Paddy Madden! The Irishman strikes again! And is that the goal that's going to send Stockport County back into the Football League? I think anything, anything more than three or four shakes and pushing it, really. Oh, I'm saying I, I would have found me guilty as well. So, hello and welcome to the Scarpagara War. The promotion chasing Scarpagara War, where the only thing we're guilty of is caring too much, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, that's it. Alongside me, Nick Lee, it's a man once described as here this week. He's here every week, praise the Lord. It's Russ Johnson. Hello, Russ. Hello, mate. You okay? Yeah, you've been busy, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah. Doing yeah. what? What? No. Going on the Gillingham Zero podcast. attendance this weekend for the two games. Yes. Zero attendance. You've, games. you've not commented on my new microphone either. I was, I was, I, well, you've got to give me a chance. I was going to, you can hear you. It's beautiful. I can hear you. I don't know. Hear your dulcet tones. Love it. Oh, sorry to hear that, mate. No, it's they good. They didn't, they didn't say this had happened. They didn't say you <laughs> have to hear me. <laughs> nice, nice change. It's like all it. fixed up on a thing. Boom, a boom arm, I believe is what the children call it. A boom arm. It sounds too, a bit close to boon army. Boo, a boon army. If it, I mean, I am still living in the early 2000s, so that's good, isn't it? Yeah, I'm living in the mid, uh, the late, mid to late 90s, apparently. My wife tells me often. It's a good place to live. It's, it's yeah. Good... yeah. Do you know Do you know what? It's a funny story before we start. Um, I, 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 went to, went to, I went to Barcelona over the weekend. That's why I missed the two games uh, with my wife. Nice weekend away. And um, I don't know, it must be the way I dress, but I was getting some, I was getting some looks. And I said to Claire, I said, so why am I? Do I look like someone famous or something? And she went, "Well, you do look like a 1990s Brit pop star, you know." And I'm like, yeah. "Probably need to change that, don't I?" <laughs> to be fair, I get it a lot. I think people think I'm from like the Kooks or something, <laughs> just because I dress like a faded mid noughties indie reject. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think people think wasn't wasn't he in in the Future Heads or something? I think I always yeah. yeah it's nice. It's nice, isn't it? It's like being famous, but without being famous. Well, I don't, I don't know. I so, a part of me thinks should I just dress modern, you know, like with a full tracksuit and put my hands nah. down my pants and shit like that. Nah. But no, no, no. It's not Saturday night, is it? Saturday nights for putting your hands down your pants, isn't it? Kicking, <laughs> kicking back with a couple of ice cold brews 
and uh, sticking your hands down your kecks. It's literally yeah. I, my uh, talking of being obsessed with the nineties. When I was with my, my girlfriend, she I, I watched something on BBC about like Blair and Brown. I was like, oh, it's really interesting. You should watch it. It's like, it's not going to be the nineties forever, Nick. You need to get out of the nineties. <laughs> Why? Why can't I stay in the nineties? It's good. What? Why can't it be the nineties forever? I'm, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Yeah. I mean, look at bloody Peter Hook. I mean, it's been the eighties forever. It's been the eighties for like forty years for him. He's just still milking it. So mm. if he can milk it, I can. I can milk the nineties. Yeah. Also, I was a child for most of it, but I mean, I've been a child for most of the twenty twenties. Arguably, yeah. Well, we're all children, aren't we? Really, all as all as men. Ian Dowden, new Mike, still talks carp. <laughs> I think we know what you mean, Ian. I didn't, I didn't, rec- didn't realise that when I saw the. I think, saw it I think the mic's got a spell checker on it though, so swings around about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm fresh. I'm fresh onto this podcast from a Gillingham podcast, so we're going to get. Uh, Matt from Jill's in the Blood out very soon, once he's in the back room. Um, and we are here just by ourselves today. Um, yeah. Yeah. Couldn't couldn't sort yeah. out a guest in time, so it's just me and you. I mean, we could have done. Just, you know, the, the, the day gets away from you, though, doesn't it? Like, I, had, I had my breakfast about half two, and then we <laughs> had the thing of, it's just, oh, what a life. No, I've been very busy today, actually. Hence, not, not being able to not... scrabble around. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, should, should we so... a bit of quick, ab- quick admin out? We've got it. Jonathan the Jordy Hat is back. This yes. I had a lovely pint with Jonathan on Monday in, in oh, your nice. absence, Russ. I was like, well, I need to. I want to have a pint. I got to the courtyard for opening time. I was like, I want to have a pint with a premium county content creator. And you weren't there, Russ. <laughs> so luckily, Jonathan the Jordy Hat was a furnished me with a pint of Guinness. Oh, it did, did he? He did, he did, yeah. Oh, it, was, nice. it was good. I, I, I drank too much on Monday, so I missed half the game going for a wee. Missed the second goal, queuing for a pint. See, that, it, it's normal it, service resumed. Yeah, you, you've literally just said about you know being a being being a child for the rest of your life. It's, do you ever think it's time not to drink too much at the match so you um, can remember it? Children can't drink at the game, Ross. Uh, I didn't mean, mean I didn't mean children. I meant I meant like early twenties, late teens, early twenties. Yeah, I, I remember the game. Oh, do you? I, I remember. I was, I was in the sweet spot. Yeah, it was a sweet spot. Right, but you missed the second goal. Well, yeah. The upshot is that Jonathan the Jordy Hatter is back this right. Saturday. Right. Okay. Of top tunes, county content, big match build up, and a super county fan guest. Who this week is me? I'm doing it this week. Has he gone back around the carousel? Has he? Yeah, and just picked up some scrab- scraggly little fucking in the bins. <laughs> You'll do. But yes, um, the link is in the episode description, as it always is with all these things. Get on there from half nine Saturday morning. And it is Saturday. It's this Saturday. Week. I was like going to say. When I, said, yeah. Yeah. I started it off. I, I, I probably put you on the wrong track there because I said Saturday. And then this you. you leading me astray. I know. Any other admin before we get Matt out to talk I'm all things Saturday? Out. Admined out for now. Okay, so we'll get Matt out in a second, and, and then we'll let him get off and get his tea and what have you. Um, we're also going to talk tonight about uh, the sort of match, the Newport game. We'll we will we'll talk ahead, look ahead as well to to, to obviously to Gillingham on Saturday, and we'll probably talk about the running as well because uh, things are starting to hot up now. On top of that, we will talk about and we, well, I'm not going to talk about it. Nick's just going to do it by himself as if he's doing it to the camera. He doesn't know it yet, but because I'm not allowed to talk about it, 
attendances and allocations and ticketing systems. So we're going to get Nick's hot take on that. I wasn't even aware of what was going on. I, we got a snotty message of a sort of for Salford fan in a group chat we were in last night, and I was ready for war. I was like, I'll, <laughs> I'll take them. Bring them all on. Bring Sean Ryder and Bears. I'll fucking take them all on. And look, <laughs> I didn't need to in the end. I used, I used my words to, uh, to bring the, to simmer the argument down, which is something I might try in the future. Very diplomatic. Yeah. Right, let's get Matt on. And can I just say disclaimer before we start? I've just been on Matt's show. Spent about 25 minutes on Matt's show. Um, he did his research. Um, so he's going to put oh, us to shame now because it's like, oh shit moment. We've not done any research. We just know we just know where we are in the league and who their manager is, basically. So and, if you're <laughs> and Andy Hessenthaler. That's, yeah. That's, that's yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure we can name more than that. Anyway, let's get him out and we'll uh, we'll talk to Matt from Jill's in the Blood. Hello, and there he is. Good evening, gents. You all right? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Very well, thank you. Yes, uh, looking forward to this one. Oh, I like the um, the little intro before you let me come on. Ify Honora, yes. Andy Hessenthaler. Cool. Yeah. Can we talk about them rather than what we had to look at? <laughs> yeah. and, and they say we're stuck <laughs> in the 90s. God. <laughs> he was also <laughs> defeat to you guys in our first game in the championship back in 2000, 2001. They oh, was it? Yeah. We took the lead. Guy Butters, there you go. There's another name for you. He scored the first goal and then you beat us 3-1. I can't remember the name of your centre forward. Uh, oh, scored twice. Little fella. Ian Moore, was it, it potentially? Oh, yes. Ian, Ian Moore, Moore would have been, yeah. Yeah. A oh. rare high point for him. Yeah, you're making me want to load up. Championship manager 96, 97 again to look at all the Gillingham players and sort of start reeling them off and reminiscing. Um, <laughs> but let's not. Let's talk about Saturday. Before we talk about Saturday, actually, I wanted to talk to you about the takeover because I think it was the first, I don't know, up until Christmas, you'd scored six goals or something ridiculous like that. Well, see you later. <laughs> no, because we'll, <laughs> we'll get to the good bit later. But um, What's what's actually happened? What happened? Give us a brief history before that, because we've been out of the league. We don't know who's doing what pretty much. Well, I don't. What um, happened before that and what led to that takeover and what's happened since then? So Paul Scally, who was the previous chairman, had been in charge since 1995, essentially rode on in his white charger and saved us from potential oblivion. Um, we then had some, some brilliant times, like the championship years for five years where we finished 13th, 12th and 11th. Um, so I'm not going to sit here and, and just bash Paul Scally for the sake of it, but the last few years have been very, very poor in terms of a lack of finances for the club, the team, everything just sort of being left to drift, COVID being used as an excuse long after every other club had stopped using it as an excuse. Um, and I think the back end of last year, it got to the point where we just had to roll the dice. Um, and we did. We had an announcement the 23rd of December, which was... A very nice early Christmas present from a, a football mm. perspective. And we've not really looked back since. Brad Gallinson is the, the man that's come in, um, Florida-based property um, developer. Him and his wife, Shannon, um, have had the, the pleasure of meeting at a, a Q&A session. It's, it's tough sometimes when you get foreign owners coming in because there's that risk that they don't get it. 
I think what they've done is they've done their research. It had clearly been going on the talks for a long time before it was announced. So they they they've got all their information together. They do get it. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things that's that's got them on board and got the fan base on board so quickly. First statement video was we promised a, a lucrative and aggressive transfer window. I'm not sure any of us thought it would be as lucrative or aggressive as we actually got. I think there was 11 came in. I think six or seven of them are starting in the first team. They've improved just no end. Paul Scully is still in the background. He is a, a minority shareholder still, but he doesn't have you know the deciding call, which is great. I was all for that because Brad Gallinson doesn't know the English game. Paul Scully does. He wouldn't have been a chairman for 25, 27 years without gaining some information and some intelligence towards how the Football League and the game runs in this country. But then he couldn't help himself about a month, six weeks ago, and he decided to go on TalkSport without telling anyone and, and basically just slag off the fan base again. Um, so for me, the sooner we cut all ties with Paul Scully, the better. Done, I think. Right, no, that's <laughs> that's good. So this this external investment then from the US, um, are they, what, what's their interest? It sounds a bit like Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhinney, you know what I mean? What's their interest in, in Gillingham, just quickly? I think um, Brad said at the at the second Q and A session that he'd done because the first one sold out so quickly, so plenty of people couldn't go. That he would he wanted to invest in a sport. It wasn't necessarily going to be football. It wasn't necessarily going to be in England. I think he looked at sort of franchise sports back in his homeland, and he looked into Europe. I think just the English game. We know how magical it is, don't we? Yeah, and yeah. I think the big thing for him was. The pyramid system there's this relegation and, and promotion thing isn't there you don't get that in american sports everyone tends to be where they are you get a trophy at the end but but nothing really changes um so i think that's what drew him in he did say that he looked at premier league clubs which was we was all a bit like uh uh how much money has this fella actually got um, <laughs> so we're quite excited for the summer um unless obviously a disaster happens in the remaining half dozen games um yeah, I think he was attracted to the fact only football club in the league, in the county. Um, massive opportunity in terms of sponsorship to get them all back on board. Close enough to London to maybe yeah. young talents from clubs that, you know, players that are dropping out of Premier League, Championship Academies. It, it's been set there for years for Jills to go and really, really push on. But for one reason or another, it hasn't. Paul Scully hasn't got enough money or didn't have enough money to subsidise the club to what he wanted to do. And that's fine. People don't have a bottomless pit. There's now talk of, you know, we want to bridge the gap between the youth team and the first team. So there's there's talk of an under-21s, under-23 side for next season. We've made some really good appointments off the pitch. Kenny Jackett's come in as director of football. Andy Hessenthaler as, as head of recruitment. <laughs> Last week, we appointed Keith Millen as director of academy coaching. Who I think I think is a brilliant coach. I wouldn't have him as a manager. I don't think he's ever done that well as a gaffer. But in terms of his academy coaching and his, you know, time at Bristol City, Crystal Palace, I think it's a brilliant appointment. And everyone just looks like they want to come to work, which is is a massive thing. <laughs> Before we heard all sorts of horror stories about you couldn't wear certain colour shoes, that type of thing. Um, it's just a completely different football club. And small changes have been made in the last three months that have made a huge difference already. And I think it'll only continue to grow and, and improve. And hopefully with that in turn, we continue to grow and, and improve on the green stuff because up until Christmas, it was shite. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good summary. Thanks for that. It gives us obviously a bit of an insight. So since Christmas or since the new year, 
Um, if we look at the points accumulated, I think um, I think we're both on 32 points since the new year. So we are both, we are the informed team. Um, as we've just said on your show, our away form is matched by your home form. You're a bit sort of up and down in terms of home and away, but your home form's mm-hmm. fantastic. Our away form's great. And we've just really started to sort of click slightly at home if uh, if Newport's anything to go by. Um, what's happened for you then? Is, is it is it a change in personnel during the during the window that, that's that's made the difference? Absolutely. 100%. If, if we'd not had investment and we'd had the same group, we'd have been relegated by now. I've got no shadow of a doubt we'd be a National League club already in everything but waiting for the end of the season to, you know, have us buried or cremated or whatever funeral we decided <laughs> to choose. Um, because six goals in 23 games told its own story. Defensively, we're one of, you know, not the best, but I think we're about seventh, I think we're about eighth or ninth yeah, in terms there. of goals conceded, clean sheets. We're right up there. Um, and that's that's the way Neil Harris sets his teams up. He likes them to be solid defensively and we build from there. Our trouble was we were solid defensively, but then if you're only scoring once every three and a half games, there's so much pressure on that back four, five, three or whatever system you play. They know one mistake. We knew one mistake as fans and game over. One nil down. There's no point even hanging about. We might as well go home because mm. we were never going to get back into football matches. Um, 100% is the transfer window. Um Connor Masterson has come in, has made the defence even stronger. I think he's an upgrade on Elkan Baggett, who we had on loan from Ipswich first half of the season. Um, Tim Dieng has added muscle and bite in the middle of the park. Um, the front two, Tom Hawkins and, and Tom Nichols, are the stereotypical big man, little man partnership, and they <laughs> generally hit it off straight away, which is brilliant to see because um, usually it takes a period of time for these things to start working. And I think that's Probably the biggest surprise and the biggest positive from my point of view. There's still some Jules fans that are not happy. Um, it's up to them. We all see it differently. I get that. But for a club that's, that w- is where it was, to then take 33 points from 18 games with essentially half a new side, no benefit of a pre-season. We've lost how many days training during the week because of Tuesday fixtures. It's a phenomenal turnaround. It mm. really, really is. Um Obviously, with that expectation changes, doesn't it? We've, I've said on plenty of my shows, what we January was to get us out of trouble. January was to get us out of the bottom two and keep us in this division for next season. We've done that. I'm pretty sure. I'm 99.99% sure we're there. The next step after beating the Hartlepools, the Colchesters, the Crawleys, the Rochdales, drawing at Harrogate, not conceding a goal against them five teams. The next step was then to try and pick up points against the teams that were sort of in mid-table. So we went and beat Wimbledon, we beat Grimsby, we beat Tranmere Rovers. Then it was, could we go to a way to a good side and, and, and dig out results? Dare I say it, we did it at Edgeley Park. It wasn't pretty. Mm. I'm not going to sit here and pretend it was, but we went away with a point. It's a game we'd have lost pre-Christmas. Then it was, can we beat a team in the top six or seven? We did that home to Carlisle. The final step for the group as it is now is, can we win an away game against a big team? So we're running out of chances because Bradford and Salford are probably the only two left. But I'm excited about next season because, well, just for all them reasons, to have put together this run and be going along at just under two a game over three months with essentially half a new side is, is, is frankly staggering. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is this is why I'm nervous about Saturday personally. Mm. Um, nervous, sit, I've been not been this nervous about an away, an away match for a while um, because of just how good you have been since since the turn of the year. Because um, okay, we meant to play uh, before Christmas. Yeah, on, uh, at home, that and, and before that got called off, we we're thinking guaranteed three awesome. points there, and then the takeover <laughs> happens and just all changes. I mean, I'm I'm nervous for pretty much. The situation we're in now, I'm I'm nervous for pretty much every game now. As it is, not to the extent we were last year though, mm-hmm. as we discussed last week. It, it doesn't feel mm-hmm. as crucial no. that we're, but yeah, it's, it's just that I, I do think you will be all right now. I, th- I think it's going to be Hartlepool and Rochdale myself, but but even even if one of them two does manage to stay up, I don't think you'll be the side that that drop now. Should should be all right now. Yeah, I think we've got it's, yeah. like it's, it's a big drop off for us, and also it's a it's a big improvement still in them teams below us, and like anything, you're running out of games as well, which is great from our point of view. Yeah. So Saturday, then, if we if we move on quickly, who are your who are the key players to look out for from your perspective for for, for Jills? Uh, one I'd say who's not guaranteed to start will be Connor Masterson, centre back who we've got on loan from QPR. It's his second spell with us. He came in for the second half of last season as well and was very good. Um, he went off with what looked like a concussion problem at home to. Uh, did we beat Good Friday? Doncaster. Um, so obviously I'm assuming he's being monitored throughout this week. He missed Easter Monday. Um, he's massively improved. What was already a, a decent enough defence, very decent for a side that was languishing at the bottom of the table for four months anyway. Um, so he'd be key, particularly if you play Carl Wooden from the start. I think he'd go toe-to-toe with him. Big, he's solid. He's not afraid of taking a whack. He likes to add everything. Um, the captain, Sean Williams, has been superb since probably the Leicester Cup game. That was that was the only game with the older group. But since then, with better players around him, like I've already mentioned, Timmy Dieng, his form's been phenomenal. Sean Williams has turned into a goal-scoring midfielder, which he's not been for forever. Um, and he looks 26 all of a sudden instead of 36. Um, <laughs> and, say, and probably the front two as well. They, they've made a massive difference from, from where we were in terms of all our goal-scoring issues. I think Tom Tom Nichols has got five. Ollie's got, Ollie Hawkins has got two. I think they've got about half a dozen assists between them as well. So they'll cause you a problem. You know you've been in a game if you're a centre-half Saturday, if we can get the ball into the right areas. Um, and it is it is very stereotypical, like I've already said. It's it's very much, let's hit Hawkins, and then if we can get the likes of Nichols and others running off of him and, and onto his flick-ons, then then hopefully we can we can create a couple of decent chances and and, and cause you a, a real a real problem defensively. Certainly more so than than what we did at Edgley Park about six weeks ago <laughs> when we 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 bought about six buses, I think, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you you, you came for the point and, and got it. I, I've got no no arguments about that what what i think will what might happen though is i think it'd be much more open game um mm-hmm. i said i said at the time we played you we couldn't go around you because you were defending wide we couldn't go over you because you were defending deep we could go through you because you had two walls of five almost something like that i think because you're at home because you're playing well you will want to come out mm-hmm. you, you you're safe anyway so i think you'll want to come out and you'll have a big crowd and you'll want to play football that might just i'm i'm praying it might just play into our hands Totally agree. I think, and I think if there's something that's still been levelled at Neil Harris, and I think he's been brilliant since the takeover, to have put up what he had to put up with for the best part of six months before then um, would have been a, a test of, of anyone's character. Um, but I think there's a few still, and I, I'm part of that as well. We'd like to see Neil play with the handbrake off a little bit. Mm. 
it might not work. We might get beat 3-2 Saturday, but let's go and have a real go. Let's not sit yeah. in and, and wait for a 1-0. I mean, all well and good if it happens and it guaranteed, then fine. Like, if you can say that we're going to play that way and it guarantees to win, but we know football doesn't work that way. So I think that's that's probably the next natural step that we want to see. But that'll come with time and a pre-season and, and dare I say, it, more signings in the summer. We, we've done what we had to do. Dare I say, if we were mathematically safe, then maybe we could play with that handbrake off. But at the moment, mm. I still think he'll be solid and hard right. to beat first and foremost, I think. Right. Whether that's in a back five or a back four, I think he... I've just said on my show that I think he might go to a back three, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if he does go 4-4-2 and try and get us up the pitch as quickly as possible and into dangerous areas and play from there. Tremendous stuff. Okay, final question then. Oh no, got two questions. First one, uh, fans, is it? Are we all housed in the open end terrace? Mm, the one that looks like you bring in, you would probably have some of that. Um, I'm just going to have a quick look at the weather forecast. Actually, well, I think it's all right. It's actually, absolutely <laughs> horrific down here today. Like, it's up here. Don't worry. Today, you've got blown all the way back to Stockport. <laughs> <laughs> um, Saturday is. 50% chance of rain, 14 degrees. Oh, that's that's balmy. That's lovely. Yeah. Um, I think you're bringing quite a few. I'd imagine you'll have some in the open-ended Brian Moore stand. I'd imagine you get the, the end block in the Golden Road stand, which has got a roof as well. So we'll look after some of you at least. But right. who doesn't want to experience the best away stand in the world? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. I don't, yeah, know, where that passage, is. I don't you know. know where that is. But... <laughs> <laughs> Well, Luton in through the house, yeah, surely. I love that, absolutely love that. Like, practically just walk through someone's hallway, absolutely superb. Yeah. It's, it's certainly not the two end blocks of the together stand at Edgeley Park, and we'll we'll come on to that later, won't we, Nick? Oh, God, that's topical. That was, that was something... like, have I got news for you? Level topical, I know, I know. Take a sideways look at the week's ticketing news. <laughs> Um, retweets from you fellas this morning (laughs) (laughs) Um, last question then Uh, score predictions I know we did it on on your show just but do you want to give us your score prediction don't don't surprise me and say it's changing (laughs) that's when it comes and bites you on the arse isn't it yeah I'm going to go all positive on this one (laughs) Um, no I've said it on on my preview show with you Russ and I've said it based on, on everything that we've seen in terms of very recent form form over the last three months, our home record, your away record. The fact that I don't think it'll be a disaster for either team, I'm going to go for one all. Fair dues, yeah. And just for just for clarity and disclosure, I went for 2-2 two, two on the Desmond. Gilliam show. Desmond, that's, that's what Matt said. I did say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a man of, he's a man of uh, what's the word? <laughs> all you, Letters. All, yeah, all you people that I'll have been to that. university. <laughs> We've not been to university, Ross. Oh, I've never not been to university. Oh, you know, all oh, right. We should <laughs> no, stop saying Desmond. University of Life, us. School yeah. of fucking yeah, hard knocks. Yeah. School of hard knocks and all that. <laughs> Take this elitist snobbery away from us, Ross. <laughs> I've not been to university to Eaton. either. <laughs> no. I haven't eaten, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great segue to uh, to to let you go and get some tea. You call it di- you probably call it dinner down there, though, don't you? I, I have eaten, some... really, to be fair. I just oh, thought it was a good right. joke. I thought, yeah, I've just let I, I thought it was good. We need more of this on here. We, we do, we do. I'm we all do. about the jokes. <laughs> yeah, I spent some humour if you'd watched us before Christmas, to be honest. So uh, I'm going to go and, uh, yes, enjoy the rest of my evening. Enjoy the rest of your show. And thank you for having me on. It's been a real pleasure. No problem, mate. It's good thank to have you, you on and uh, speak to you soon. Cheers, mate. Take care, fellas. Yeah. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Yeah. Where do you get them, Russ? From my podcasting network. Podcasting network. I mean, it was a rhetorical question. It was a, it was a comment on the quality of guests, but I didn't actually want to know because I just. Oh right. Well, like the, sausages made now. Well, in terms of in terms of opposition review guests, I think Matt's right up there. To be honest, yeah. level of level of research and detail and knowledge is right up there as someone we've had on this show to talk about their team. I'd say. I know big words. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Full of big words. I love, I love that I say that and then he goes. I know. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Good stuff. Right. Well, we've got some news. We have been joined by a guest who we didn't think was going to come on. He sat in the back waiting in the wings um, patiently. So we're going to get him out. Um, it's Tom Beresford. Now, you may or may not know Tom Beresford. But Tom is responsible for all of the fantastic unseen videos that you see doing the rounds at County. So we're going to talk to him about those. Um, and we're going to talk to him about County and probably about attendances and allocations and stuff as well. <laughs> if he's if he gives a shit, do I don't a know. Tilt of the head. Every time you say that, you do a little mischievous tilt of the head. I know, I know. And I love it. I do. I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're here for it. Um, so, without further ado, let's bring Tom out. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, share, and subscribe. And for the audio podcast, please rate, review, and recommend us on whatever podcast player you are listening to us on. Cheers, thank you. Hey, up, Tom. Good evening, boys. You okay? Yeah, you. Rumble. Yeah, cheers. Good, good. By the way. Um, there's the I don't know if you can see the, the the comments coming in already, but there's a lot of love for you in your your new videos. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Oh yeah. Um so tell us a bit about tell us a bit about you and the video said. How how did it how did it come about? because uh, it's not something we've seen at County before, these behind the scenes videos. I think we've probably saw one or two sort of from the media yeah. team, but nothing in the way that they have been like this. It, yeah. yeah. To be fair, I've been doing it for probably four or five years for various EFL clubs in League One, League Two, because obviously the EFL have their own broadcasting contract. So the, the sort of pitch side behind the behind the scenes type videos isn't what a lot of League One League be diverse and different. As you've seen with the videos, there's sort of different specs to each one. Like I've introduced recently, like the um, the bench cam and the the camera on the crowd. You know, each week, so it's not the same boring, you know, aspect week in, week out. But it's been great because obviously, since I've come in, I think we've only lost one. I think that was Barrow. I'll do. Which we pretty much dominated the ball. It was just, it was just a smash and grab for them. I think really on that day. Yeah, I think it was. Just, um, just do us a favour. Check your um microphone setting for us because you, you, you're dipping out. You're dipping in and out a bit there. Don't know if it's uh. I don't know what, what's going on. Um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of love coming through. Genuine, genuinely cracking videos. Um, Gazendo says, and there's loads more. There's too many to put up, to be fair, um, <laughs> of, of, of the positive the positivity. Um, you've got, you've st struck a bit of a chord, haven't you, with, with the fan base um, and with some of the players as well. I noticed the well, certainly Kyle Wooten, he ran over to you on Saturday or Monday, didn't he? Yeah, it's about time one of them did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the players have been fantastic. I mean, um, in fact, on Monday, 
Miles Hippolyte came up to me and said, um, by the way, um, I've got something for you in there. The boys have got something in the dressing room there for you. And he, the shirt I've got behind me is actually a shirt he represented me with, which was signed by all the players, which is great. Um, I worked with Chris Hussey last season. I did the playoff final for Port Vale at Wembley. So I'm just zooming in on your shirt, that's all. I'm trying to do a bit of uh, editing. <laughs> yeah, I did, the, um, I did the playoff <laughs> final at Wembley for Port Vale, which they won 3-0 on that day. And obviously Chris mm. Hussey was in the team um, for that one. I know, I know camps here from when I was at, I did a few games for Fleetwood. Um, but like when I've been in the industry and in the in the EFL for probably four or five years, so you get to know players, and it's it's not just the players. I think County probably has championship level when it comes to support. I mean, we've seen since, especially since I've come in, Edgeley Park has been sold out most weeks mm. that I've that I've been to, and the away support is absolutely sensational. I must say, I mean, I mean the game at Sutton was amazing for atmosphere. Throughout the 90 minutes, we outsung Sutton for the whole game, and it was amazing. And even when even when the game is not going our way, the fans are there 100% week in, week out. And that's 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 the main aspect that I love the most about representing the club because the fans are just the integral part of that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Do any of the players do any of the players come up to you and say, Oh, can you just get get us a good angle on me on me on me calf <laughs> or anything like that? <laughs> Concentrate on English don't play for us, Russ. So, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's not honestly. It's been it's been great, and um, the lads have been superb. And there's there's not one player probably that doesn't say hello on the way in. Or some, it's just a great it's just a great feeling about the place at the minute. I mean, I've only I've only been here since about February, but it's it's been great. It's it's not no surprise to me that that the club is in the form that they're in. The way that even if draw games or lose games, then they're a very confident group. Yeah, yeah. What, tell us a bit about behind the scenes because you—I'm not sure you get into the—you don't get into the changing room, do you? Or do you? Do you get into the changing room? No, that's pretty—that's pretty much off limits. But um, yeah, I thought it would be. But but I, I do get obviously I do consider compared to the clubs I've been at. I do get pretty much full access to everything, which is uh, which is very good. I especially like the away games, really, because I like the the aspect of getting the players coming off the coach, walking onto the pitch, inspecting the pitch, coming out. Just away games just have that that big feel to them with the with the big crowds that County. But I mean, I seen the Leighton Orient game today. What was it sold out in forty minutes or so? Mm. That's that's the level of support that Stockport County has, and it's amazing. You know, it's really good. Yeah. Now we've got a man on the inside of us. We can find out what Dave Challoner is listening to. Because every, every time he comes off the coach, he's got his he's got his headphones in. I want to know. Okay. I mean, it's not this shit, obviously. Yeah. I'm, I'm more <laughs> thinking mu- musically or some good football podcasts. Maybe. Right, you're asking the wrong man there, boys. You're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> I've not <laughs> the information we need. I've not I've not bugged his phone yet. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Now it's it's great though. I mean, um, I mean, I mean, Liam Richardson. Obviously, you guys know Liam quite well. Mm. Um, he looked to bring me in for that very reason. So, sort of the back end of the season, um, just just get some behind the scenes footage, ma- mainly of the game itself. I think that the game itself is the most important aspect, isn't it? and it's great because oh, oh, I was actually saying to somebody on Monday before the game actually that I've never seen a score more than two goals. <laughs> the most I've seen a score is two goals in a game, and that was I think it was Crawley, I think that was the first game I did, and. 
I think since that was like one nil, a few couple of one holes, a couple of nil nils in there. Yeah. But Monday was rapturous. It was brilliant. But saying that though, on Monday's game, I've seen us actually have more of the ball and more opportunities in the previous games. It was like on Monday, it was like we had might have had six, seven chances and we put four away. Very prolific in that in that regard. Finally. Yeah. Yeah, well, we did say last week, didn't we, Nick? Uh, well, well, I said it. I think you agreed with me um, that somebody was going to. Yeah, because you do go around agreeing with everybody, don't you? Regularly, like, like, like we've established. Uh, no, uh, we did, we did, did say last week that somebody was due, not hammering, but someone was due. Uh, you, know. you know what? As the goals were rolling in on Monday, Ross, you were you you popped into my mind thinking that, oh, and you said thanks. that that popped straight into my head. That I was thinking, oh, I'm gutted he's missing this because he said this was happening. But now yeah. you can't come to another game for the rest of the season. Now, now we've clicked and bang for and that's it, mate. You're gonna yeah have to go to Tonga or Borneo and watch it from there. Yeah, well, I will be on Saturday. I'll be from Cape Verde, probably Cape Verde. Whatever. Oh, I might, I might go there as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We get the same flight. Yeah, we could do. <laughs> can I put my duty free in your suitcase? Of course you can. Yeah, of course you can. Oh, I, was, I yeah. thought that'd be the thing that turned you to, to be like, no. well, no, I'll just go on my own. Thanks. You're making it too difficult. But no, I've, I've, I've just good. got back from holiday, mate. I'm, I'm still, I'm still on holiday, so I'm still in, I'm still in good, good mood. Yes. You could yeah. travel like Connor Cody in the England squad. He's a good he's a good traveller. He remembers everyone's passports. <laughs> That's what he's there for. Um Yeah, where was we? Well, we got off again, haven't we? Uh, <laughs> Newport and, and you Newport. Oh yeah, smashing Newport. So that was what gonna ask you, Tom. You you probably don't get to see much of the match, do you? I know you recall I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Clearly, but you don't get to watch it properly, do you, like we would as fans? Yeah, you find yourself, when you actually record it, you're that concentrated on, on getting it right. On getting it right that you're actually <laughs> yeah. not... You're actually not watching the game properly. You're watching it through a through a little screen. So it's I know what you're saying. It's but the beauty of it is you get to watch it all back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you so I actually get to relive it rather than just watching it once. In that regard, yeah. <laughs> but, it, but it is but it but it but it is really good because you get um you get to see obviously some some great goals been scored throughout the season. Um, what do you guys make of the obviously the, not just the season but like. I know you're supposed to ask me the question. I'm throwing one at you. <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, 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 <laughs> well, no, it's always nice to be asked. Since the, I know is, is, is this the first time this season that the club has been in the top three? Yeah. And that's the, that's the perfect time to do, isn't it? With five games to go. Yeah. And the five games we've got left as well. Um, not easy, but with the with the form that we're in, 
Especially, especially no, no, with... none of them are easy at this time of year, though, are they? When when you're fighting for, I said last week, it felt very ninety six, ninety seven, just kind of cobbling these these wins together, just having a strong defense and knowing that if we do score, teams are going to struggle to get yeah. them back. Yeah, I think though, I know we've got Rochdale and Hartlepool both home games left the season. If we, I mean, Matt said this, if we had to hand pick two games to finish mm. our last two yeah. home games of the season, you'd pick those two, wouldn't you? Yeah. So I still think there's a we'll surprise in there. Yeah, I kind of would be great, wouldn't it? But, but it would really, really would be good. But it, there's twists and turns along the way. I actually think, I actually think we'll probably. I'm hoping we get a draw against Gillingham. I can see us beating Carlisle, um, beat Rochdale, probably lose at Leighton Orient, and then hopefully beat Hartlepool to get into the top three last day. Yeah, I do. I'm think surprised after, if after we did something at Leighton Orient. After the next two games, you'll be able to tell a lot from those two results, how we do there. You'll know a lot with three games to go. We've got well, the two home games out of those three out of those three games. So that'll say you a lot. Um can can Leighton Orient win the league before we play them or yeah. Yeah, they they can be promoted at the very least. I'm not sure about the title, but mm. oh yeah, yeah, the title they can have they can have that as well by them. But so yeah, that could potentially yeah, play like a, that could potentially play a part before we play them, you know. Yeah. In yeah. terms of if they're just on the piss for a week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which let's face it, if we're if you're professional footballers, lads, that's what you'd be doing, wouldn't you? If you if you just won a league. Yeah. I mean, if it's wrapped up by then, we come to town, they're not gonna be asked really, are they? Neither's the fans. I wouldn't I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought. Um, yeah, back to the back, that's back the best the... way of looking at it. It's a little groups of two games, I think. I think you touched on it very nicely there, Tom. That it's that's that's why I, I've not got too overexcited when it's gone well or too down in the dumps when we've faltered a bit because it's these little groups of two games and getting getting six from those two at weekend is just you think four or six from the next two. But like you said, Russ, there's going to be lots of twists and turns up at the top teams to play each other and everything. No one seems to be in a excellent run of form, ourselves included, really. We've mm. we've stuttered a bit in the last few games. So yeah, it's all to play for, as they say. It's anyone's it's anyone's promotion spot. Well not Rochdale's or Hartlepool's, but <laughs> Yeah, I was looking no. at I was looking at a statistic <laughs> today actually and in in terms of possession, chances created, everything, we're in the top three in pretty much every single mm. department. Mm. Yeah. So Chances against created as well. Teams, you know, we're, we're in we're in the top. We're near the top of that. We're every every stat you can think of. We're we're pretty much doing all right, aren't we? There's no uh, yeah. there's no ambiguity there. It's really really good. Um, good XG as well, and and you know I'm a man who loves a good XG. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. XG against as well. We're 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 low on that. So teams aren't even creating good chances against us. Hmm. So and yeah. then when they do, they've got to get past Ben, haven't they? Yeah. yeah, probably why they don't bother creating anything because they just think, well, what's, what's the point? What's the point? So what is the point? Yeah, yeah. Um, back to Same your video. I don't bother creating anything as well. To be honest. <laughs> what's well, the point? Because Ben, Ben won't have it. No, it's just, just the futility of life. Oh right, I thought he was like creating little things for Ben Hinchliffe and then going. He won't yeah. like that. Well, I made a little, I made a little Easter egg hunt for him on Monday. Oh, yeah. Bastard just ignored it, didn't he? I, I like loads of little legs leading off the pitch, and he just ignored <laughs> it. Thought I'd do something festive for him, and that's that's where it gets you. you what should, we, what we doing that again? You should have done it with bottles of water. He'd have followed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have done one of yeah. Bottles yeah. of water and a towel. Yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. that's what goalkeepers get bought for Christmas. 
Okay, it's yeah. like if, if Nana's like saying, "Oh, what should I get him for?" Well, he's a goalkeeper, so something in that ballpark. And then she yeah. gets him like, yeah, a towel and bottles of water. Yeah, I don't know about bottles of water because they'll be supplied by the club, won't they? Well, definitely towels. Towels are always a must. Have you noticed though? I don't know if anybody else has noticed this. He always he always tends to leave a bottle. He brings like three out. We'll drink one and a half, and maybe two, and then leaves a bottle. And I just think. Stop littering. Pick it up, man. Maybe that's maybe that's spiked for like the opposition forward. Oh yeah, nice. I, I've noticed a lot of players don't seem to care. They'll just swig from another, like a bottle of water that belongs to the opposition player. Like yeah, and they don't even wipe the rim of. It. They don't even pour a little bit out first just to clean the <laughs> rim of the bottle. They don't even yeah, wipe they, it on the jumper. But they've got these bottles now, haven't they? That got you know those ones where yeah, it's not very good for the audio. This, but where they got that. <sighs> Like that. Oh yeah, yeah. So and you, no... you see, like eight-year-olds doing it on a Sunday morning on the yeah. pitches, oh, like yeah. they're at the same level. Makes you yeah. sick, doesn't it? It does make you sick. Well, I do, when I was coaching, some of the lads had those bottles, and we we you know put them out for us. In fact, my son had one, and there was a running joke because I didn't know how to use it, so I was doing it. I don't know how I was doing it wrong, but it was just going all over my face. I just I don't know. I did. I just couldn't get the hang of it. So in the end, I just gave up and took my own. Bottle. I bet you're a nightmare on cocktail night, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, you're one of them who shakes it up and throws it, and then it goes everywhere. <laughs> and he's like, oh, "I've done that." God. Yeah, yeah. Are you a Tom? Are you a cocktail man? Not really. No, no. no. Tom's a point pint of lager guy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, your videos then editing. I take it you. I don't want to. You know, don't want to sound stupid here, but you do all the editing. You do all the production and all that kind of thing, and literally just send it over to County. And they stick it on YouTube. Is that how it works? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. So you use it. Obviously, then? it's it's different for obviously clubs I've worked for down the years. Some quite like when I worked for Barnsley this season. They were uh, as soon as the, as soon as the final whistle finishes, they just take the footage off you and have your SD card, and they do what they want with it. Right. But obviously, can't we have can't we have seen that? Obviously, the stuff I've done for other clubs and edited stuff and does the job. Yeah, that no, was good. And the music, then we all we always get pulled up on air for using music, and we get copyrighted for it, don't we, Nick? Okay. Literally all the time. Have, have you got like a free bank of royalty-free music that you can just? Call yeah, there's yeah, there's there's copyright-free music that I do use. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's good, mate. It's good. I like it's, it. Obviously, this day and age, it's quite accessible to. Yeah. I don't know why we don't do that, TV. Nick. We should do that. I mean, I I do on my other podcast, my, my other two oh. podcasts. Well, that's exactly what I do. But right, on you, but, on yeah, your fourth I go off one. with my little side projects. <laughs> I go off on these little little side projects, and it just you know, it's like Alex Turner bringing his last shadow puppet stuff into the Arctic Monkeys room. It's like, oh, but I've been listening to French crooners and doing loads of cocaine. What do you think of this, lads? And that, that's just that's just what I'm doing, man. I'm just a creator. <laughs> one of those creative types. And you've got it's a guitar behind type. you, though. You can make you can make your own music. You've got a nice guitar there behind you. You can't you know, play it's it. Only, it's only a bass, though. It's only <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. I can I, I can I can slap a D bass a little bit. Fine, <laughs> fine. I bet you could do the opening. Maybe you could opening riff of Elephant, and that's about it. Or Smoke on the Water. But I mean, that's it. No, they're, they're, they're songs for wankers. I'm, I'm, I'm pix, <laughs> Pixies, Ramones, Arctic Monkeys. That's the. Oh, right. Okay. I, I bet you're just annoyed because you don't know any Oasis, aren't you, Russ? But you, you, but you do know Oasis, don't you? 
You mean you don't, don't have to play it? You don't have to play any I don't Oasis. Have to play any Oasis. I, know, I know Oasis, but I don't know any. I don't no. waste my time trying to learn any. No, I'm not. I'm not annoyed at that. I don't think it's not very. It's it's three chord music, isn't it? It's not. I wouldn't. It's no point in learning it, is it? No, no. I did no. learn how to play Slide Away on pace, but oh. you don't have to do anything. So it's right up my street. You just <laughs> stand there looking surly. Nice. Maybe I'll do the Seinfeld thing. So every time, every time you say something funny, which Let's face it, readers, is all the time. I can do a little like you on Seinfeld. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, do that. Do that. Do it now. Can you do it now? Would it would it come no. through? Come on. Probably not, no. No. I'll 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 work on that for next time. I'll do a little bit of, a bit, a bit of the Seinfeld thing, yeah. Okay. And we'll see. But it'll be really annoying if I work on it all week and then come to do it and then the microphones don't pick it up. Yeah, it would be. But you could record it first and then say you've done it. I'd record a video of me doing it and play it in there. This yeah, isn't what this yeah. show was for. No, no, no. Let's get back to Tom. Um, fucking Tom. Got talent. I'm still here, by the way, boys. I'm still here. No, no, we can see you. We can see you. We, can see you. we do this. We do this. So, Tom, um, the Carl Wotton thing with the dart. I know Jack Stretton was doing it as well. What's all that about? Can you yeah, I don't. I, you, know, you know what? Do you know, and I actually play darts to semi pro level as well, so I can relate Ooh. to it quite a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I do. Like when I seen Stretts do it the first time, but, but quite, I've, I've seen. You see, obviously, James Madison was the most high-profile player to probably do it recently. Um, but I've not really seen it a lot, to be fair, in goal celebration. I've never seen, not seen many people do it. No. Not really sure about that. If anybody knows why they do that, then then do let us know. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know why Don't know why comments are coming in about Akil Wright being at the City game. Um, he's entitled to do that, surely. Um <laughs> I mean, it, yeah. it just shows an overwhelming lack of taste on his part, but it's fine. I mean, we we yeah. didn't sign him for his taste. We signed him because he's a Fantastic hero footballer. of a right-sided centre-back in a back three. Yeah. Who can also fill in in midfield. Yes, he can. But we don't want him there, do we? We want him right-sided centre-back, don't we? That's why we want him. I'd rather have him there, yeah. yeah. Well, we've been mixing it up. As John Kieran predicted last week, we've mixed it up a bit in the games at weekend. Yeah. I mean... Monday, I don't know what system we played because we had like 20 players on the pitch by the time I got there from the courtyard. (laughs) (laughs) We doubled it right up. You know, all week, all week, all weekend, it was like heat wave, beer garden weather. I was like, no, Nick, no, Nick, I won't go out drinking this weekend because then I won't go out drinking on Monday and count it at home. Wake up Monday morning and the heavens had opened, didn't they? But I'd already committed, I'd already made plans. So I I was at the courtyard like the second they opened, just like, Soaked, but it's undercover it's... though, isn't it? Yeah, but I, I wasn't the, the the road there. The journey from my house to the courtyard isn't undercover, crucially. Right, that's very much not. I'd, I'd say it's the exact opposite of undercover. It's not undercover. Not undercover, yeah. There's not really yeah, any halfway for that. I got the... drenched, very drenched, horrible. And then I got soaked because I was sat quite near the front as well. So I got soaked during the game, and then got soaked on the way home as well. Hailstones when we left the ground. Wow. So what's the difference between getting drenched and soaked? Drenched, it's full on through. Soaked, you're wet. Drenched <laughs> is when it's gone through to the socks. Right. Okay. That's 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 the rule. Did you not did you not know this? Did no, no. Email? No, I didn't know the different levels. Have you got any comments, Tom, on the different levels of being game wet? <laughs> it, it was, it was Someone, quite somebody probably stands and gets wet on a weekly basis at football. <laughs> Oh, the first half was torrential, the first 20 minutes and stuff. It was bad. 
But then in second half, it was it was quite nice. Second half. Clearly. But in the in the first half, when it was torrential, how would you describe how wet you were? Oh, soaked, mate. Soaked. Soaked. Yeah. Right. Well. Soaked. Right. <laughs> Like yes, uh, as Gazendo points in the comments, uh, you did get to meet. I did get to meet Gazendo. Someone just, someone just came and thrust an arm across the table and was like, "All right, Nick." And I didn't know. And then as, he, as he's like turning away, he's like, "Gazendo." I, I love the fact they can just go, "All right, Nick, Gazendo," and we know. Yeah. But none of this small talk business. <laughs> Not like you, Russ, holding court in the courtyard with your little circle of admirers, or <laughs> <laughs> sniggering at everything you say like the two gimps off Top Gear. Uh, two gimps. I, I thought it was three. There's three, three people here, isn't there? But it's two of them who lost isn't there? Yeah, yeah. Can I be James May? <laughs> I like James May. Shall we move on? If this is tremendous, you know, stuff. I decide which Top Gear presenter. Yeah, I'm no, going to bring up a Buzzfeed no. quiz or something. Which Top Gear presenter are you? <laughs> no, can't stand Top Gear. It's not not for me. Not a car person. I like I like um, classic Top Gear. Um. The let's move on to the away allocations and things like that because it has caused a bit of a Ferrari, hasn't it? So let's start. Let's start with let's start with Hartlepool, um, and their. I mean, they've just been like apoplectic, haven't they? That they can't bring lots of people in fancy dress on the last day to be relegated. I don't understand. Can I just? You don't I, have to put your hand. Up. I don't care. <laughs> yes, sir. I, I don't. I don't care about how they feel. I don't. Right. I mean, not, yeah, not, the... not, as soon as someone tweeted counting and said, Yeah, but we get dressed up every every last away <laughs> game. Type so right, bring the allocation down to zero. That's it. Just don't let any of it. If they're gonna come in fancy dress, no. I I don't want them. You don't you don't like I'm dressing sure up, speaking. do you? I don't mind dressing up. I'll dress up, but fancy fancy dress. If you're over the age of ten, there's no need for fancy dress. What at all? But, that's a that's a fact. <laughs> That's what hold hard. You fact. See, I, I, I quite, I like, and I, I like this about you. If, if, if something's done in, in, on mass, you, you automatically don't want to do it because you think you're going to be cool by not doing it. Fancy dress is okay yeah. on the other occasion. I would have stopped World War Two though, as well. You know, being like that. If, if everyone joining the Germans and stuff, I'd be like, no. You know what? You look like dickheads. <laughs> Just because of the way they dressed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look at you all wearing the same thing, you bunch of weirdos. I'm really worried Tom's going to stand up now and he's going to be in one of them chicken suits. I've got a funny story about a chicken, actually. When I was went to, uh, when I went to Swindon away, I was obviously where I normally situated during a game and the mascot's dressed like a chicken. And um, the high visies that I that I wear have press on the back. So this this guy dressed as a chicken is tapping me on the back where it says press. Obviously. It's good. Oh. But I just like shrugged it off, didn't acknowledge it. And he's stood behind me for about 10 minutes just pressing me. That's, <laughs> that's my flavour of banter. One of the stewards had to sort of pull him away and go, come on, mate, what are you doing here? Yeah. Been... <laughs> so this guy was getting took away, all the, the mascot was getting took away by a steward just because he was pressing my back for 10 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, I, I saw I saw that doing the someone I saw it doing the rounds when it first came out. That uh, so he's obviously not got the memo that that's gone. That <laughs> that meme's funny, gone, isn't it? It's bloody funny. I mean... <laughs> First time you see it, yeah, I think it is. Yeah, but... yeah. Like we said, I'm a, I'm a child though, so yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. 
in fact, it was one of my friends texted me because because they were there in the crowd. Said, what, "What's that chicken doing to you? What's that chicken bothering you for?" <laughs> just laughing when they saw the chicken just getting sucked away from me, <laughs> getting bullied by a chicken. <laughs> Which game was that? Which game was that? Swindon away. Uh, Swindon away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably a robin. Called the robins, aren't they? Yeah, but he wouldn't have. Well, it, it was it a chicken or a robin? I think Tom knows the difference. <laughs> it's like a chicken, to be fair. <laughs> there you go. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's a robin that identifies as a chicken. <laughs> no, don't go boxing him in. <laughs> don't go boxing it in. Don't go boxing no. them in. No, I won't. I won't pigeonhole them. There you go. Hey! I, I, honestly, I've the cogs have been working trying to go for a chicken joke, and it was that was there all along. That was it. That's, I mean, almost, up, that's I mean, almost as good as John's from last week. Twitter on the shit, so that was a belt. Oh, that, that was a cracker. Yeah. yeah. You know what, Russ? I'll swing the cross in, Russ, and you just nod him home. That's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. Ryan yeah. Rydell, mate. Ryan Rydell. Yeah. <laughs> good to see um, Rydell high, isn't it, Russ? <laughs> <laughs> so. So, Hartlepool, yeah, I'm, I'm not asked about him or how many we give him, and I'm not asked if they come in fancy dress or not. I just I just like how it's boiled the piss of them, that they, that all these people go, they can't come in fancy dress, and you're not giving us enough space now. But if you go in fancy dress, especially for a big game where it could be the end of them in the Football League once again, and just seeing, like... The pilots from Thunderbirds crying on the way up to the station. It's going to be piss funny. Or well, whatever they're going as this year. They're all coming as a Judas's, aren't they? Or is it well, no, that was, that was the plan. That was the plan originally. But I think the anger... It's like when your girlfriend breaks up with you. And she's like, well, I'm going to shit in her wardrobe. And then as the weeks go on, you think, I'm glad I didn't shit in the wardrobe. And it's like that. <laughs> like, at the time, they were all very annoyed at Chandler. It's like, yeah, we're all going to go as Judas. But in hindsight... Now a lot of them have come round and gone, yeah, yeah, he was good, but I can see why he left. So if they still do that, maybe there's one guy who's going to come as Judas. And the other is going to come as someone else. will all like, <laughs> obey the memo. <laughs> one guy is Judas, like, well, we should not change my email address. <laughs> but no, yeah. I, I don't care for either of them. We, we should, we've, we've spent too long trying to chase away fans' money and trying to make it better for, better for away fans. And it's a pivotal time of the season. We've got a chance to have the majority of the stadium supporting county, and we've we've still given them there, there enough are th- to abide by the rules and everything. So yeah. no complaints. Just wait till yeah. the, Salford away in the playoffs. We'll be having the same problem. And if if Salford Salford will give as much of the ground to their fans as they can. So and and, and I'll, when they do, as much as it'll be a nightmare, not like trying to get a ticket. If they do, though, it'd be fair play to them. Yeah, we'd do the same in yeah. that situation. Any yeah. advantage? Absolutely. I mean, when I all the years that I've been going to away matches, I've always thought, well, I'll just I'll just take whatever I get when I get there. If there's no beer, that, that's just what the away end is going to be like, isn't it? So to get a bit, I don't know, just to get a bit picky about the about away allocations and away ends. I don't know. It just seems a bit wrong to me. But you know, I noticed that someone a Newport fan had done it on on Monday as well. They put it was the Newport um, podcast, I think, as well, or fanzine. They were stood outside with a pint, and they said, "Oh, there's no cover here. Thanks for this for the away fans." It's like, well, what you what you want? I'm not going to do something. A year ago, you. you couldn't get a pint there in the away end. So yeah, that's progress. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's no better at uh, at Newport. Although they did say, "Yeah, we're not 
Why not? He's not. I wasn't saying it was better at Newport, but just thought you get what you you get what you're given, basically, don't you? Same for Rochdale as well. Rochdale were complaining about the amount of seats they've got, and I think at the time they'd only sold two hundred. Well, why don't they bring some of the seats from when they played us at their place the other week? Because it's about <laughs> four and a half thousand. So just shock on your own fucking seat. <laughs> bring your own seat. I like that. Good initiative. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's good, isn't it? Like, probably good for the environment in some way, I'd imagine. Uh, do you get any, Tom, do you get any shit from away fans? I suppose they don't really know what you, they just they use press, don't they? No, not really. It's, it's Although when it, at the same game, when I went to Swindon, when when County scored in the second half, there was fans trying to climb over the fence. But obviously, where I am, I'm sort of situated in between between the corner flag and the goal, so I pick an end and situate. And when County scored, they were all trying to jump over the fences. So sometimes we obviously because the, the equipment that I use, I use like a a gimbal, so it's quite free, so you can sort of move with it. So if if we say well, like say for Sutton, for example, we scored the other end, I sort of dashed it over to the other end. But when uh, Swindon, it got to the point where it was unsafe because there was people trying to climb over and abusing the county players verbally. Right. And it was quite nasty. So I just chose to, <laughs> to stay where I was at that point, to be fair. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, there's not. I don't really get any, any abuse from fans. You might get the odd joke here and there or shout the odd comment, but you've just got to brush that sort of thing off, haven't you? So when it when What's it all piece of go- equipment called is it a gimbal? Yeah, it's sort of that, that sounds like the type of thing that Russ calls me like to his family. <laughs> you know, he goes, "Oh, that, that Nick is a right gimbal, sick of him." <laughs> it's 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 sort of like a, a handle what your camera connects to, and it's got a motor in it, so it keeps it steady throughout. It's good for these stuff that when I follow the players out before the game through the changing room down the out the tunnel and stuff, you'll see it's quite it's quite straight when I'm when you're moving. So it keeps yeah. the camera steady. So when you when you ran behind the goal at the railway end, was that was was you was you concentrating on where your feet were planting, or was you was you looking down the lens hoping that your feet were okay? And you so weren't to, to, to be fair, the railway end. Uh, what's ran to me directly where I was, so I didn't have to move. To be fair, no, but there was. I'm yeah, sure there was, was another one where you where you had to run. You had to run, didn't you? When we, after we scored a goal, uh, I think that was Sutton. That that was Sutton away. Yeah, yeah, that was sort of aware that. Right, all right, okay. There, there, there was one, I can't remember the game, there was one a couple of weeks ago with the rail, like you say, the railway, and I can't think which game it was. Yeah, but it, it was, um, who did we play the previous? Salford, I think it was. Yeah, the first half, uh, the first half goal against Salford. That might have been was it. it, was, it, was, it, was, it was it, was it, was it Salford? No, it was, um, yeah, 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 so, yeah, I'm sure yeah, it was Salford. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you definitely run it. Yeah, yeah, it was it was Evans's goal because he sort of took a touch and then slammed it in and then ran the opposite end, the opposite yeah. side. Yeah. Because I, I I always think that obviously instinctive fingers, where obviously the photographer sits, most players will run to the photographer to get a good shot. But sometimes it's all about where they where they hit the shot from. Yeah. So if they hit the shot from the left hand side, they're not going to then run over to the opposite. They're not going to do a U-turn and then run to the other side. It's just instinctive as to what happens in that moment. Yeah. I love it when you get a player who rarely scores and they don't know what to do. Like you know, when he just does a dart celebration. The last two games he's done It's more the ones where like a left-back will pop up with a goal out of nowhere yeah, and he doesn't yeah. know which way to run. Yeah. That, that's that's I always enjoy that. 
To fuck, to it kind of, Kyle, kind of mirrors how we are. Kyle Noyles was good, but he just ran to, straight to Paddy Manning because he put it on Yeah, I love that, yeah. It was, it was great, that. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, does, it, does it annoy me that when you get a really good assist and the player scores, just runs off and celebrates? Like they've like, done all the work. Yeah. <laughs> Go and shake the hand of the, of the man that's just, uh, that's just set you up. There was a great one of that at Colchester when... Um, when Kyle Wooten scored, I think it was Ryan Johnson who played a beautiful, but uh, like a flipped header onto him. I think it was Hussey played the ball to the back stick, and then and then Rise played the ball over to to Woods, and he's put it away. But Woods went straight over to to Ryan Johnson to to thank him for the flick on because that's what made the goal. Yeah, and that's that's right, and that, that just shows you. Scroll back to a comment made earlier. That just close shows you how close knit they are. Um, you know, it's, it's probably easy to say it when the team's winning, but I do get the I do get the sense that these are really, really a good group of lads, and they're really together. It does it does really feel like that to me? Yeah, it's fantastic. Even when sometimes the obviously, even when it's not the game itself, even if it's like pre-match or or the players are just coming, they're always up for the game. They're always together. The togetherness of the group is probably the, the most important aspect in a team. Even if you're not winning games, you need to be together as a group, and that's what mm. count we are, hundred um, yeah. percent. The bot, honestly, they've got time for. Like I watched after the the game, I'm, obviously it helps when you win a game of football. But I, mm. I mentioned how important the fans are, and after the game on Monday, usually after a game, the players sort of hug each other, well done, lads, have like a little group chat. But it was straight over to the fans uh, to sign autographs, selfies, whatever, and it's that just shows. They they know how important the fans are to them, and the the fans play a huge part in the, especially the last few months. How how good the team has been. I mean, what is it? One defeat and is it fourteen or fifteen games? Oh, and man. and the supporters play a big part in that. You know, thirteen, fourteen. Yeah, one defeat in fourteen. Um, we've been spoiled these last few years, haven't we? With these un undefeated. Runs that where we 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 genuinely lose count of how many games it's we've been good for like seven years now. I know, right. I know. Um, quick, quick one on the nine games, nine game winning streak without conceded a goal that was in jeopardy at the weekend, and we kept it with six minutes to go because Cheltenham scored yeah. against Ipswich. Yeah, it was a very good, it was a very good, it was a very good friend of mine that scored as well, Alfie May. Alfie May. Yeah, I saw yeah, you tweet that. Yeah. I actually one of my best friends it was his birthday the other day, and I text Alfie saying, oh, can I get like a video message for birthday straight away, boo? Nice. Send it over. And it, it was made up because it's I mean, for supporters, it's it's great, you know, because they obviously they, they idolize these people. And even if it's just coming over for a photograph or an autograph or anything, they're made up there for that day. And it's you, you see that can't we after the game, the players have so much time for the fans. Mm. It's it's brilliant, you know, and it adds to, to the togetherness because obviously when you're not winning games of football, it, it, as a fan, it often gets, obviously you guys know, it gets frustrating. Yeah. Um, but, but the county fans are there for the boys week in, week out and it's and it's telling on the pitch. I mean, even when we're not winning games of football, mentioned that obviously the, those draws we've had the last couple of weeks, we've dominated the ball, every department we've dominated those games and you're not you're not going to win every single game of football you play, but that's part of football, isn't it? It's 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 staying together as a group, as a team, and together with the fans. And 
as a whole, it's a fantastic place to be around. And for yeah. me, on a personal level, coming in, obviously, I've been at, I mentioned I've been at other clubs before. I've never, never been at a club like this in terms of the togetherness and the passion for it, for, for the football club. Yeah, I think we said before, haven't we, Nick? It's it's sort of like spring loaded, ready to ready to sort of continue this drive up the leagues. What did you say? Perfect yeah. storm kind of thing. Yeah, spring loaded and ready, like me, out on the market <laughs> on a Friday night, just ready, ready to pop, <laughs> ready to like pop, a, like a like a tube of Pringles. <laughs> I was going to ask you, Tom. Actually, you know, Swindon away, going back to this chicken. I don't know why I've got, <laughs> I don't know why I fixated on this chicken. But when when you did, when we did score and you got a bit of aggro, was the chicken giving you aggro as well? <laughs> no, no, no. I, no. To be fair, after that incident. I didn't, I didn't actually see the chicken. After, <laughs> I, think he got, I think he got escorted out of the stadium. To yeah, after the chicken, that. After the chicken, yeah, chicken touched you. Because I got touched by a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> That's the episode title. Touched by a chicken. Did you have I to go to a room after and like... Point at the point. doll where the chicken touched you. Why would it be a doll? It'd be a chicken, surely. I was a load, I was a load of chickens lined oh, up for like, 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 like a crime talk. scene thing. Uh, oh, yeah. There's a load of... There's a lot of chickens uh, stood up there, and you got you got to pick one out. Which was that chicken? <laughs> <laughs> they used to do that. And was it was it never mind the buscocks? Where they used to do that line yeah. of, of miserable faces but, up, and, and yeah. you had to pick one out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I said it would be a chicken. It wouldn't be be a doll, wouldn't it? Because it's where the, the chicken touched Tom. Yeah, I mean that's just stupid. What you said, Ross. That's just silly. What you said. Show, show us on this chicken where he touched you. It was his finger. Wouldn't it be a finger though. It'd be, it'd be a, it would be a wing, wouldn't it? You got your your wing in it now. Bloody hell! Wrap I know, it up. I know, I know. Wrap it up. Right. Um. One last thing. Um. Ticketing system. I mean, we we've done it to death on this show. Ticketing system. Um, it's the first time this season it's properly. I wouldn't say fallen over, but it's it's raised an issue. Raised it as an issue again when we get these games away from home, where demand outstrips supply. Site can't handle it. Bloody bloody blah, blah. People get a bit uppity about it. Um, we just need a better system, don't we? Yeah. Simply put. And it was reported that the current. Providers have got given notice to improve a few months back, so that could be that come the summer. We'll see, I suppose. Yes, yeah, it is getting to the point where the club is has enough demand and is big enough now to warrant. You know, it needs it needs a good system for for that type of um, yeah for that type of thing. I don't. I'm not sure about loyalty schemes because we spoke about that as well, haven't we? Really difficult to implement. What 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 do you class as loyalty? Um, so. In a podcast, I'd say that's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd say that's pretty, pretty loyal. Yeah, yeah, giving yeah. a part, giving like a pass spare time, giving a pass yeah. spare time. Yeah, right, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure. That's right, pleasure, guys. Keep up the good work. Brilliant. Cheers, you too. Yeah, you too. Definitely, you too. Uh, but just, just a quick question before we go: when you, when does it come out? Because uh, obviously, the Newport one hasn't come out yet. Uh, are you, I think you're that you, you're not in charge of that, or got no, no influence it's on usually, that. No, it's usually a couple of days after the game. Obviously, I send it to the club, and then the club obviously publish it uh, when need be. It's usually, it's usually, say we're playing a Monday. It's usually 
probably tonight at some point. It might even be after we finish this, after we wrap this up. But um, but yeah, it's usually it's usually a couple of days afterwards. But may, maybe perhaps it might be a little teaser towards the weekend's game. So it'll give the fans something to look forward to because what we on Wednesday and there's no game till Saturday. So yeah. Something for the fans to look forward to, I suppose. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. people don't need extra county content on a Wednesday night because they've got it here. But you know, <laughs> exactly, yeah, exactly. That Thursday exactly. night lull. I don't want to rain uh, on your parade, guys. You know what I'm saying? We're, we're more than capable of being on our own. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can confirm it's not come out yet. So, well, okay. um, and I like to think that's because we're on live. It's not. Yeah, you but don't I like to think that. Wanna, yeah. 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 So when they when they move Coronation Street for the football, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, let's wrap it up. Uh, if you are if you are if if you're watching, listening, whatever, please do like and subscribe. Like the video. We're on twenty seven at the minute. Let's get that shooting up. And if you are listening to us on the audio podcast, please do rate and review us on whatever uh, podcast. And also, to us. have a look at our Patreon if you want extra content, early content, merchandise discounts and live events and also have a gander three quid a month. And don't forget, Jonathan the Geordie Hatter is back this Saturday. Saturday. Yes. We must state it's £3 a month plus VAT. Oh, they're bumping VAT on now. Google mm. don't pay the tax. Why are we doing it? Don't know. Don't know any of nice that. people, aren't we? Yeah. The woke mob that we are. <laughs> but yeah go visit our patreon get all of our links on linktree or you can get them i mean get you just, everybody knows where we are these days so go and do that our website is back up as well www.scarpagaraward.co.uk all the w's need. it's all the w's yes all the w's every w every single one um pens and pencils ready that address again is all the W's dot Um So we're going to wrap it up now. Have a safe journey home wherever you're traveling to. Um, and we'll see you. Well, I won't see you on Saturday. I'm not going to Chillingham. Um, but I will be at Carlisle. So if you want to punch someone at Carlisle, you, yeah. you, know, you know what to do. <laughs> if you want to one punch me, then feel free. As long as it's not a chicken, boys. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fancy dress, let's all go as a chicken. Chase oh. chase Tom around the Tom round, Tom around the pitch. Carlisle's Cumbria, isn't it? So I'll have to go as pencils or something. Quick game of chicken run there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers everybody. See you later. Bye. This episode of the Scarth McGowan War was written, recorded, and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. The music on the opening titles was produced by Dan Johnson. Subscribe wherever you get your content, as well as finding out how to join the TSBW fan club. Check out the links in the description or go to all the W's, scarfbegalawar.co.uk. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times.